So as always, let's start this with the episode is brought to you by Our City Coffee. With every bag we sell, we give back to help feed kids here locally. Plus, we are also working with a bunch of other causes. At this point now, we've worked with Beat the Streets. We've worked with Walk with Sally. We've worked with Kevin Harvick. The Kevin Harvick Foundation. The Boys and Girls Club of America. Also, Fight for the Forgotten. That's currently going on, too. And Fight for the Forgotten. It, it, yeah, Fight yeah. for the Forgotten is going on. We haven't donated or done anything back yeah. yet. But I guess if we're in the process of giving back. As I always say, our coffee is quality as shit. It's not, it's not Starbucks. It's a, it's a major step up to people who really appreciate coffee. They're not just throwing milks and sugars and all that stuff in it. All that being said, we want, we want to get you to drink it and try it. So we're going to offer you a discount of 15% right today. Use the code BS as in business and BS. At rcitycoffee.com, you'll get that 15% off, Tim. The Biz Launch Academy will be reopening very soon, Timmy. We talk about it a little bit on the podcast, but basically it's our, our we've been working with all these other brands and help them with their social media and create a biz. And we've worked with startups and we've helped them grow. Why wouldn't we try to scale that and work with individual people? So that's what we started. That's when we started our Biz Launch Academy earlier this year. And we'll be reopening that very shortly. Today on the podcast, Timmy, we've got Nikki Nornberg. Now, I said this right after this to her, and I don't just say this to say it. I think this is one of our best, and not necessarily because of what you and I said or did. And of course, we helped support the rally, <laughs> but, but I feel like it truly was one of the best podcasts we've done with Nikki. Nikki's a self-discovery coach and creator of the Tapped In Method. Used to work in a corporate job, got, what was her soft way of saying it? They severed ties with her, not she severed ties with them, so she got her ass fired. Since out of college, she's been working for the same company, and just this past, or just this year, a couple months ago now, she she got fired. So she had been working and doing some other things on the side. Now she's doing what she truly cares about. Probably super relatable to a lot of people. People who are in a position to where they they don't like their job or they they're not happy where they are in life. I shit you not when I say this is one of our best podcasts. Thank you for listening as always, and hope you enjoy. Uh, Nikki Norberg. You know, I do that sometimes. I don't know why. Do what? The little like <sighs> the name thing. You know, sometimes usually, usually people clap at a loud, a live audience. Yeah, we're rolling by the way. Just if you didn't gather that. Oh, by the way, I should have said this before we started. But as we talk, if you feel yourself talking away, yeah, just move the mic closer. Sweet. It's adjustable. We're riding. Great. Um. Oh, the live audience. Sometimes no, but sometimes like oh. you know, we'll talk to people, and I don't, I don't even know their last name. I guess I could have just been like Nikki. <laughs> But I like know your last name. It's easy to pronounce and sure. not mess up. But Little some alliteration. Yeah, some people I'm like, oh wait, what the hell did they some say? Some people we still don't know their names. Was that Curran or Curran yeah. or how did he say it? <laughs> I'm so bad at some asking questions, yeah. listening. Yeah. But then anyway. you then you get to the point where it's like it's awkward if you ask because you've no seen them too many times oh, and you're yeah. like, wait, I can't ask them now. Oh yeah, as a yoga instructor, my go-to is like, thanks, love. Oh, oh really yeah it's like a little <laughs> yeah word of affirmation but it's really like i actually forgot your name and yep. it's not like you or <laughs> no it's just like there's 25 people in the room and there's a lot of billies and Jonies and mm -hmm. versions of that so yeah, yeah. <laughs> i'm just gonna go with love it is yeah i'm, I'm so That's bad at that one. and yeah. I've, I've made an effort maybe like a year and a half ago mm -hmm. i'm gonna start remembering people's names i think it matters yeah. you talk to them and you're like oh you remember when i was nikki like i like that guy mm -hmm. And then I just, that was like a day or two. <laughs> I was done with that. Yeah. There's I'm a repetition. There's like some sort of sequence that somebody said you have to say their name back. Like, oh, it's so nice to meet you, Billy. I look for like, and yeah. repeat yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. then it's supposed to stick. So. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. Good luck to us all. I that. don't think yeah. that's going to work for <laughs> yeah. me. Yeah. 
Because usually if I'm meeting someone too, it's also like five other people. And then I'm like, yeah. good to meet you, good to meet you, good to meet you. I don't know who fucking one name. Who was right. that? Yeah. Damn it. Damn who it. the fuck these people are? Yeah. I know. Yeah. Oh, well. Always that way. Anyway, Nikki, thanks for, thanks for coming. Yeah, you got hey, to meet the baby. Me. That was cool, right? I know. You're I'm the first sweetie. person to come on the podcast and meet the baby. Also, this the oh. second couple to be on the podcast. Oh, yeah. You want the fiance of yep. Gunther, who we had on. Who was the other one? Matt Hall and Dan Oh, that's Placenti. right. That's right. Yeah, the OGs yeah. of yeah, couples OGs, coming on. Yeah. Never together as a couple. No, never together. So that's, that's something we can yeah. have in the future. Yeah, that yeah. sounds fun. But for now, yeah. it's just you. Awesome. And uh, so I, well, I guess I've known you for like a year and a half-ish. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the time, you were working corporate. Mm-hmm. And you were like, eh, I don't really like it, but it's cool. And I'm getting money. And you were like, it was, um, you worked... I don't know, you had to be up at like 6 a.m. You had to start the day at 6 a.m. Yes. And then you were done at like noon or something. Yeah. So you could do your other stuff, but you mm-hmm. just didn't seem like too into it. Mm-hmm. But now you're out. What was yeah. the corpo job? Big pharma, not big pharma, big JK. Pharma. Uh, small pharma. Okay. So I went to college, did the whole thing. I thought that I wanted to be a med device rep, but hmm. I fell into an internship with a pharmaceutical company. So I thought, okay, whatever, that works. Mm-hmm. Um, were you getting paid? Oh yeah. Nice. And it yeah, happened. They pay well. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it happened really naturally for me and I grew inside of the company and expanded and I just kept saying to my coworkers, like, I just want more out of life. Like I want more out of my days. And in that moment, I didn't really realize that I was manifesting. Cause I think that now in the work that I do, like I so intentionally manifest and I just recognize times and conversations that I was having in that moment. Like I said, I just wish that I could, be remote and have more time to experience life throughout the day because mm-hmm. I feel like the corporate nature is to be inside at a cube from eight to five. Doing the same you know, thing. sometimes in the Every winter day. in the Midwest, it's depressing because you're literally leaving your house when it's dark and coming home when it's yep. dark. Yeah, and you're from Minnesota. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so I Minnesota. thought, you know, yeah. Minnesota. <laughs> you betcha. Yeah. Uh, and <laughs> I just thought, God, there's got to be so much more to life. And there's a lot of details, but. I ended up coming out to LA and taking my corporate role part-time and remote. And so I did the six to 11 thing and it gave me the opportunity to pursue dancing, which is what I originally moved out here to pursue. And (coughs) I was able to do that very easily with the time that I had free from my corporate job. But to be honest, I like honesty. Oh yeah. Yep. Let's give it to you. Appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, I pretty much always hated working for that company. Like when I look back, um, the people were nice. They supported me. It was great experience, but I was never happy that there was always something that I was like, Ugh, so frustrated about. And I felt like my needs weren't being met, but I was like, Oh yeah, but the money and the growth and mm-hmm, the, mm-hmm. you know, you're a young professional. Um, and so finally when I was out here and when I was putting a lot more, you know, fulfilling things into my life, it was so distinct that it was so unaligned for me. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I feel like it showed up in the work that I was doing. I feel like I didn't do as great of a job. I think that my coworkers and my boss could kind of feel my pull apart. Mm -hmm. And when you're not there in person, it's easy for them to also kind of start to just forget about you. So it naturally kind of drifted apart. And then my company severed ties with me. Oh, no (laughs) shit. Sounds so dramatic. So that's Uh, how I I know. Now that you say that, I do remember you saying that in the Instagram post. Yeah. Severed ties is a good way to say it. It's a very, very soft way of, yeah, of saying it. Because I do think it wasn't like. Wasn't bad. Yeah, it wasn't. Can I swear? Yes. Right. It wasn't like, fuck you, you're doing a terrible job. Like, peace out. It was like, you really are moving on to something else and we need to fill 
your shoes with somebody who pretty much I think is going to, is going to give a shit a lot mm-hmm. more than you. Yeah. Um, which is fair, which is, and honestly, I was like, thank you for making the decision for me in the back of my head. I knew I always wanted to quit, but I wanted to be in control of that. Um, but of course the universe makes those decisions for us. So they let me go. And so, yeah, I've been without my corporate job since August 1st and oh, I just spilled water on the couch. Oh no. I'm, I'm, I swear I'm like a four year old. It's like, okay. Oh, sorry, Nikki. Continue. <laughs> no, yeah. you're good. Yeah. Um, no, but <laughs> so I, August 1st. Yeah. August 1st. Yeah, yep. And so, you know, it's funny because when I got laid off, I was like, okay, I'm going to use six to 11 for building my business. Cause I already have those hours logged off, but did I do that? No. no. Mm-hmm. So I am still kind of figuring out this new life and this new schedule. Um, and as exciting as entrepreneurship is, it's just like a lot of dedication and discipline. And I'm in the heart of learning it now because, um, you know, I, I I no longer, I'm going to have this severance or this separation money from my corporate job very soon. And I'm going to have to like make it up on my own. And, um, yeah, just learning honestly day in and day out the process is what I'm kind of in right now. So in that six to 11 where you thought you would schedule for mm-hmm. building your own, what have you been doing? Depends. <laughs> uh, <laughs> is it nice out? I was at the beach. So, yeah. so how, how you make money now, you, you yeah. teach yoga. Yeah. And do you do privates? Yeah. Okay. So group and private classes. Yep. So that's how you're, you're right. That's, that yes. was your like Sorry. passion, your thing you've been doing. Well, mm-hmm. see like how we do the podcast. We'll, yeah. we'll do this and then we'll do the intro after. So got it. When they start listening, they'll have an idea of that, but I'm just sure. reiterating that part of it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, my story is very colorful, so there's lots of avenues we can go down. Yeah. Um, but so I moved out here to dance and I very quickly realized it wasn't for me. Uh, I, my passion in the art world was meant to stay a hobby. I think that for mm. some people it's meant to turn into a job and for me, dance was meant to stay a hobby. So I kind of put that aside and I started looking into yoga and I loved everything about yoga. I had taught dance for 10 years. So I was very used to being in front of people and leading a group. Um, but yoga was so much more about self-development and Mm -hmm. personal transformation, which I obviously geek out about. So I thought, wow, what a great thing to be entering into while I'm also going through a major transition Mm -hmm. and self-discovery, um, process myself. And so yoga has really been the gateway to everything else that has followed. Um, I met a lot more people that were very aligned with me, like in the fitness, wellness, yoga space, and um, just starting to realize there are some really great people in LA. I -hmm. think entertainment world has a lot of competition. And yes, there's competition, obviously, in fitness and in wellness as well. But I think that everybody's sole purpose of doing what they're doing is to help others, help and serve others. And I don't I just, know if sole purpose, but like a, a, a definitely a yes, part of yes, the purpose. Yes, yes. a yeah. part of most most people get into fitness <laughs> or transformation or, or wellness because they have a greater desire to serve other people. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, so I've been teaching yoga and I love it so, so much. So that's how I make part of my income. Um, and then the other part of my income, I have built out this coaching program. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is all new-ish. Now you've been doing, tapped tapped in is yeah. how old? Like, ooh, year Not, and a half. Okay, year and a half, okay. But that's I was going to say year-ish, but go Yeah, ahead. but I really think that I want to say probably three to four years like my entire time in LA yeah. was the build of tapped in okay. because I built my entire coaching program off of my direct experiences what worked for me 
um, what I felt found me a lot of clarity and success. So I feel like I have to include those years too because that's where I brought sure. up all of the content for Tapped In. Um, but Tapped In really started, honestly, I put out a story on uh, New Year's Day a couple years ago and I was just like, hey, who wants to get involved in like a group goal sharing program? And a bunch of people said yes. And over time, I think I got about 40 people. By the end of the year, I was tracking 40 people's goals and oh. checking in with them every month. And it was just a very simple, share with me your goals. I'm checking in. There was not very much coaching involved. It was okay. just like, I am your partner in crime. I'm keeping you accountable. Accountability body. Amen. Yeah. And we all need those. Right. And then it kind of transformed into these smaller mini retreats. Um, I was really interested in the whole wellness and yoga retreat thing. But I thought, well, God, you got to be so freaking rich to go. I mean, mm -hmm. it's like a thousand bucks to fly to the like beautiful location across the mm -hmm. world and then to stay there. And then all of the services and food provided is so expensive. So I thought, how can I offer something that is just a snippet of that super affordable local? So I created these mini retreats and um, I kind of played <clears throat> with them over time and shifted the structure of them. But it was really essentially getting a group of people together. We did meditation, yoga. Um, I led a self-discovery or a self-development conversation. And then I would lead them through some specific journal prompts. And I would leave them with this community building exercise. And I want to say between like last June and then dis to December, I think I did like 15 of them damn okay because when i started doing them i would do them saturday sunday <coughs> so i would like plan one and then knock it out of the park two days gotcha okay is it, is it um one would be saturday and then a different one was sunday same content just okay. different people okay that's what i'm saying okay yeah okay so it wasn't a two-day thing mm -hmm. for me it was i would come saturday tim would come sunday different yeah same content but different day exactly okay. yeah and so and then i started to bring them back to minnesota and i've had some people like in san diego who have wanted me to do them there um, and I love doing them. Like my favorite thing is to actually be in person with people and talk to them and watch like these aha moments drop down and mm -hmm. watch relationships get formed. Um, but this whole time while I was developing these retreats behind the scenes, I was building my coaching program because I knew that I wanted to make an impact directly on people's lives that were going through similar things that I had experienced because I think that I see you know, personal development, it works in this kind of funnel. It's like you listen to a podcast and you're inspired. And then you go to an event and you're inspired for a little bit longer, but it might leave you, right? Mm -hmm. And then you invest in a group coaching program and you're, in, you're in, inspired and you take action. But when you're working with somebody one-on-one, -on -one, you're fucking there mm -hmm. because you paid probably more money for it. Mm -hmm. And you are at a point in your life that you are so desperately seeking some sort of transformation. And like, those are the people that I want to work with. Um, don't get me wrong. Like I want to work with all levels of inspiration and like sure, do the sure, podcast yeah. and yeah, things. Yeah. But I feel like to begin, I want to offer the highest value of transformation. So focusing on one-on-one -on -one coaching is kind of what I ended up pursuing. And I built mm -hmm. out this program and that has been pretty much my focus. I launched it technically in June. Um, and since June, I've worked with about eight clients. I'm still in the process because it's about three to four month program. Um, so yeah. That's so what eight, eight clients, how do you get those? Are those people that you'd already been doing some sort of something with or? 
great randos just yeah. reached out on instagram like oh you got a thing let's i need this yeah it's it's really interesting every single person that has been so far in my program either knows me very well um as an acquaintance or an acquaintance of an acquaintance so mm -hmm. everybody has like a point of contact to knowing me yeah um no complete strangers okay. yeah yeah so that's been really cool because i think that where I'm from, Minnesota, Minneapolis, um, I think a lot of the people there crave, like wellness is just starting to really blossom there. And so sure, it's like the sure, self-development sure. mm -hmm. space. Whereas yeah. like in LA, it's like everywhere. Right. Yeah. It's not it's not as unique here. Right. And yeah. so the people that are, I feel like, really, really paying attention and acting on it are from um, Minnesota or the Midwest. So that's pretty cool. It's our people. No, our our, people. You're speaking to our people, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, I, yeah. I mean, you see like how stuff's so different here. Yeah. You go back home and you're like, oh, you don't know that you shouldn't be eating cereal for breakfast. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> hasn't got there yet. Don't <laughs> even get me started on nutrition and food. Yeah, it's bad. Yeah. It's bad. Our family's bad. Our immediate family's pretty pretty decent, but like extended family's horrendous with what they eat and diet yeah. and yada, yada. Anyway, that's a yeah, discussion a for another day. And something I, I frequently talk about. <laughs> yeah, I know. Same. <laughs> yeah, like I'll go home and, and my mom will have whatever we have. I'd be like, Ma, why are we even buying this stuff? She's I like, know. well, that's what they want to have. Mm -hmm. Ma, we don't need to, like, let's be the supportive team that doesn't provide that. Well, yeah. and I think that they, uh, the family or the friends, always see it as us being at a place of being, like, better. And we're like, no, we're at, it's actually coming from a place of, like, care. We, like, yeah. know these things and we want you to be healthier, healthier right. make better choices because we want you to live longer right that's it right <laughs> yeah do, do you do you know you know Nora right yeah okay. oh yeah. Oh, yeah 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 um I've seen you somewhere together yeah yeah, yeah. but I saw her post something the other day and I just thought it was funny because it was like um Nora's been on the podcast Tim mm -hmm. Wilson, of course. Yes, yes. and uh it was like um something about eating healthy and how much it, it you know immediately can help fix your body or mm -hmm. fix your mind or whatever mm -hmm. it is and, and then I wrote something back like it's so obvious like like go drink right. go drink tonight you're gonna feel like shit tomorrow go have a delicious nutrient dense meal tonight and you're gonna feel great right like you're never gonna feel tired after a quality meal mm -hmm. and it's so obvious that this happens every time we do it yet we continue to do the dumb shit yeah. and and then like why, i don't know why, why do i feel, feel like, like shit yeah exactly why, why am i hungover for two days <laughs> we used to party hard at, at one point and we'd be like we'd, we'd do it on friday mm -hmm. because we wanted to be good for monday if we did it on saturday right. saturday we'd Screw still be hurt right screwed you know yeah and we can't give yourself the 48 hour grace period oh yeah well, if i had three beers tonight i would be dead yeah. it would take me uh, well, last time i shit what the <laughs> hell's today october yeah <laughs> october 23rd when was the last time maybe like uh i don't know over like the summer like the, the where you had more than yeah a when i was like yeah going after it i mean maybe it took me like till wednesday of the next oh, yeah. you know oh my maybe? god yeah, it's so crazy. like until well, your brain starts, you know, yeah, getting you, right back into yeah, it. But yeah, feel, it takes you like four or five days. Feel humanish. Yeah. Well, and I think that like in college we operate kind of at this like lower state <laughs> where your brain doesn't have yeah, to be yeah. like sure we're taking tests and listening, but are we really? Nah, not really. Um, but yeah. like as an adult, when you actually, especially if you're in like a creative space, your brain is your fuel to everything, and like the <laughs> second that you cut it off with some sort of yeah. alcohol or weed or something, it's gonna just cut that off and then make you feel like shit and you can't access the same creativity the next day yeah i mean i like weed but and i don't smoke i've been smoking forever but and i haven't smoked it forever but when i do i like it yeah but, but i feel the same if i have like 
two slices of shitty quality, unquality pizza. Like, totally. Oh, yeah. Like my brain is just mush. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I like my, my pizza. Though. You can do it. Yeah. But, but I, I heard, I heard someone say this recently where they're like, most people are used to operating on like 80%. Yeah. So they're not, they don't know that they could be feeling better. They yes. just feel like how they feel. Yep. You know, they're used to having pizza and burger and then mm-hmm. eating a salad for lunch and doing this and they feel pretty good most of the time. Mm-hmm. But, and I was like this, you know, I always ate, okay, I stopped eating fast food, you know, in my early twenties, like mm-hmm. on a regular basis, I'd still eat it. But not, then it was like 30, 32 and I felt my best probably ever at like 33. Sure. Cause I was eating great. Yep. And you know, fueling and working out and all that stuff. I don't work out as hard now, but because I was finally, I'd changed. I was eating almost totally clean, mm-hmm. rarely drinking. And I felt like, Oh, I could feel this good. Yeah. You know? And I was, I was a college athlete. I was stronger at 30 mm-hmm. than I was at 24. Totally. You know? Well, and I think that that concept goes, I mean, beyond just like food and energy that goes into so many other realms. Um, and it's all tied in. Yeah. It's all tied in. And yeah. that, and that those are like the people that I <coughs> seek to work with essentially are, people who are driven by a greater purpose that they haven't really discovered yet. Like they might be in that corporate job um, and they're pretty damn content because they get to make the money, go home and go on vacation and take PTO. But they don't realize that that there's so much beyond what they're currently living in. It's that comfort zone. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, the greatest things in your life happen, obviously, outside of your comfort zone. And when you really push yourself to step beyond what you know, and I feel like same thing with food is it's like you actually will never know what feeling great feels like until you like actually try and step into that. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And it's, it's like, all right, I'm going to have, I'm going to have a salad tonight. Yeah. Great. Okay. That's cool. That's cool. You're going to feel fine after that. Yeah. But like, you got to do it for a little bit to like let mm-hmm. clean it out, clean the body. Yeah. And then really feel the change in a week or two or a mm-hmm. month or three months. And then you're like, Oh shit, I'm a, I'm a different person. Oh yeah. I think better. I'm more alert. I wake up, I'm ready to go. I'm happier. You know, my relationships with people are better. Mm-hmm. It's like a domino effect. Everything yeah. comes back to habits. Yeah. And I think that's one of the most important things for anyone to pay attention to. Um, whether you're trying to track your fitness goals or your business goals or your food goals, whatever. Yeah. Um, there is something that you're currently doing that's obviously not working. And so how can you take a peek at what's going on and restructure it? And that's the hardest part is the restructuring and then sitting with it. Cause I want to say, God, there's like so many statistics on this, but I think it's like 60 days of nonstop habitual change, like never actually folding for a <coughs> habit to actually stick. You know how hard that is for people. So hard. People oh, yeah. can't do anything. Yeah. No, they can't like try to not eat shitty food for a day. Yeah. Be like, Oh, I couldn't do it. Yeah, I, uh, you know, I was in a rush. I had to stop and get a cheeseburger. Like, I know. Dude. Yeah, people. The problem. Or try is to wake up at five a.m. every day. Every day. Try, yeah, it's, yeah, it's just it's the same thing. It's difficult. Was, yeah. It's easy for me now. Yeah, but it's the more times you try, like you'd rather try and fail than not try at all. Because if you try and you get to see the positive other side of it, you're more likely to attach to that positivity and reach for it again. Yeah. Right. Like, okay, there's a burger or a salad that I'm trying to choose between. Oh shit. Okay. I'm going to choose the burger today. And then you feel like shit. Okay. So the next time you're faced with that, you're going to choose the salad and you're going to feel better. And you're going to say next time I'm at this, I'm probably going to pick the salad. Like that can be mirrored to anything in life relationships, you know, um, just daily choices. And even like the way we talk about ourselves, Mm -hmm. um, it's easy for us to put ourselves at the butt end of all of our jokes, but that's really just projecting 
not what we want it to. You're saying that I'm self-deprecating. Yes. I'm, I'm, I like, I have some issues. <laughs> yes. and stuff. See, I like, I like to be able to like make fun of myself. From sure. Time to time. Of course. <clears throat> I think that's an important thing to do mm-hmm. that a lot of people never learn to yeah. make fun of themselves. Yeah. Um, I was going to, do you know who Jordan Syed is? Uh-uh. Um, you know, Gary Vaynerchuk. Mm-hmm. Okay. His was his trainer. Mm-hmm. He just came out with like a documentary and he ate a cheeseburger, or, um, a Big Mac. Big Mac, yeah. Big Mac every day for 30 days. And his his thesis was... Oh, I thought it was a year. Oh, isn't this that documentary? Oh. Yeah, it just came out. On, I, I, it's on his YouTube. Okay. It's it, So it was... Um, what's the big one? Supersize me. Yeah. And he was like trying to prove it wrong. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lose fat is what he said. But he never really tracked his fat. So he, I think he just meant weight. And then sometimes he said weight in the doc. Sometimes he said fat. So I have a little, little thing with that. Sure. Anyway, but he was like, you know what? To me, it's... if it's you're gonna you might feel physically bad but mentally you you want to feel okay eating that burger like Mm -hmm. it was all about allowing yourself to to do this and stay off track or stay on track even though you might slip up or you might be like fuck it i'm having a burger today Mm -hmm. i'm having a big mac which i thought was the cool concept i i I have like a little bit of a disagreement on like that and he's a he's a big calorie in calorie out Mm -hmm. kind of person like which is probably fairly accurate if you want to just lose weight yeah but I don't even know that that's the case um, because like if you're eating a calorie of mm-hmm. shitty food, mm-hmm. there's going to be a lot of other things that happen within your body totally. to, that'll affect you trying to lose that weight. Yeah. I don't remember exactly why I brought him up or this documentary <laughs> now. <laughs> we were talking about oh, being nice. able to laugh at yourself, like not yeah, being so hard too. on yourself. Yeah. Um, then probably because you're craving a Big Mac or something. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it was it's maybe maybe lunch, it was the yeah. the ment- it was a point to that, but like the, even the, even just the mental part of like yeah going you know oh that's what it was so um, it is part of the mental part. But when people he was talking about you don't have to quit just because the you know one time you make a mistake, and it, it, it was weird to me because I thought people actually still have that mindset of like mm-hmm. oh I have I have a burger my diet's gone fuck it right. I'm not trying anymore like I can't to me that's not even comprehensive mm-hmm. comprehensible probably the word yeah that's okay it's not comprehensive either but like the fact that you would just one time mess up and be like i'm done mm-hmm. but i guess there's people that are like that sure. because he addressed it as if it was a thing right i think we have to be able to give ourselves grace in any learning pattern right and but but isn't that just like a logical thing like you're just all right you fuck up like you you, you did something dumb last week you didn't want to do or yeah or instead of that six six to eleven period you sat around your jammies and yeah watch netflix instead of being like damn i should have been reaching out or creating yeah. some content for instagram yeah like you did that we yeah. all did that yeah uh you know but that that why is that a thing that would not that would make people quit and just not like be like fuck it all right next yeah i think it's there's two different kinds of mindsets out there there's the fixed mindset which is the person who's like oh my god i failed i can't do this again That's and then crazy. there's the growth mindset yeah um there's actually an entire book on it and they do study in in like med school and the med school students who have a fixed mindset if they fail they talk themselves into like being in such a black hole of failure that they actually don't succeed whereas wow. med school is like oh. apparently designed to make you grow and expand beyond like the textbook memorizing fill in the blank it actually makes you think beyond into a growth mindset where you have to actually solve problems and so Good. if the growth mindset ends up you know let's say not doing so great on a test they see that as opportunity of like where's the gap that I didn't learn like mm. let me try to find that but yeah. I think mm-hmm. that there's we all have a little bit of both I think that there's a lot of people are more heavy on the fixed mindset um, in the more structured world well and maybe that's so 
rooted in you start in kindergarten and you got to pass oh a my test. God, yeah. You got to memorize a thing and then you got to pass this and then the PSAT and then mm-hmm. the SAT and then and it's all just memorizing shit. Mm-hmm. Some of it you care about. Rare, probably rarely do you actually give a damn about what you're what's going in the brain. Absolutely. I, I was talking to the girl who cuts my hair, brought her daughter over yesterday. Barbie, shout out Barbie. She's definitely not listening, but she should be. <laughs> definitely should be. Yeah. She's cutting uh, hair and braiding hair. Yeah. Uh, her <laughs> daughter's 14. And I was like, what classes, you know, what are you doing in school? And she has to like, she's in a, a private school. It's a good school. She got a scholarship to get in and they have to like pick a path, like a general mm-hmm. path. And hers was like biomedical science or something. And she's, you know, in high school. Yeah. But that's like what you want to go to college for. Okay. So you, they started to like, just kind of guide you yeah. in a, in a direction. And, and you know, so what is October? So she's been in school for eight weeks mm-hmm. and she's like, I don't like it. But I was like, well, what classes are you taking? And it's all like, you know, algebra one, um, basics to biomedical and it's a, it's private school. So it's religion class Mm -hmm. and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, well, all right. So she's of the classes. She liked one of the classes she's taking. Like she actually gives a damn, like the hardest thing at 14 is to Mm -hmm. sit there for six hours or seven hours, whatever school day is and have someone shoot information at you that you don't give a shit about. And then you got to remember it. So you do okay. And you pass the test to get to the next step. Right. Yeah, we're trained but, to be fixed mindsets yeah. just by education itself, yeah. which is a whole different conversation. I would love to it see is. the transformation of the education system. But Me too. I think that when we're out of that world is when people start to flounder and go, oh my God, what am I doing with my life? Yeah. Um, well, but so when you get out of that world, you're like 22. So yeah. you've been in that world for 17 years. Yeah. Your whole, like, every memory you have almost is yep. being in that world. And then you're out and you're right and you start floundering, like, uh, yeah. wait. There's no like, how do I, what's the next step? Someone's got to tell me what to do. Yeah. What do I? thousand percent. And I, like in my own personal journey, I did what I was supposed to do. I went to college. I like had a, you know. Where'd you go to school? University of Wisconsin, Eau Claire. Oh. Oh, okay. (laughs) So it's, everyone's like, oh, so you W Madison. And I was like, no, it's just, it's a sub school. It's. 1,500 people. It's great. A lot of bars. A lot of great people. Cool. Um, But, you know. I thought, great, okay, I want to go into med device sales. I want to, you know, have a family by the time I'm like, what, 28. That's what we do in the Midwest, yeah. Yep. Um, And just like have the house and do all of the things. And I got all of those things. Like I remember, I think I was like 25 and I had um, a, a serious boyfriend, a dog, a cool loft downtown, a great paying corporate job and all of these dance jobs and um, projects I was a part of. Everything that I like worked toward that I thought that I wanted my whole life. And I was like, well, this doesn't feel the way that I thought it would feel when I like arrived at this accolade, Mm -hmm. like where I have all the things that I've worked toward. And my gauge for that was like, I was not my best self. I was not showing up 100% in any of my relationships. Mm -hmm. I feel like I was being very selfish and negative and I was pulled way too thin. And I was like... If I'm living my best life, I will be my best self and deliver that because I'll be just like aligned with whatever the hell I'm doing and the energy that I produce. And so that's essentially when I was like, all right, I'm going to, I guess, take dance and go to LA and, Mm. and try to figure it out because. So did you break up with that? The dude? Yep. Okay. It was, uh, it was like, I'm out, I'm moving. Well, yeah. I mean, it fizzled like I moved without him and he was supposed to come with me and then it just like, it was it was, we knew it was going to happen. Yeah. But when I got here, I literally took everything that was comfortable and known and I had nothing like no longer had a boyfriend. Um, I pretty much didn't have a job that was in 
like a facility with people. I was working from home by myself. Mm-hmm. I didn't really know anybody. Which isn't the easiest thing to do. Oh my God, no. I'm an extrovert. I need people. Yeah. It's still hard for me today. Yeah. Um, and I just literally had nothing. And then money mindset. I mean, God, this is the most expensive city. And I just went from having like three jobs to half a job. <laughs> yeah. Like good luck. Yeah. So just navigating LA and, and my whole entire self-discovery journey really brought me to like, okay, so what have I always actually really loved? And that's what my whole methodology is. I feel like everybody looks outward to solve their problems. Like hmm. everything is symptomatic in the personal growth world. Like, oh, you're anxious? Meditate. It's like wound, band-aid. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? And I think that everything is a lot deeper than that. And it's all like here. Like everything that you need to learn, every source of information that you need is already here. And I think that just over time, whether it's school, the fixed mindset, your parents' values, things that people create for you, mm-hmm. it really muddies the water of that connection with yourself. And I think that... It's deliberately taking the time to understand like like you go back to your childhood and you literally look at what you've always been good at and what you've always gravitated toward and been interested in. Um, and those are usually like a really good place to start. Um, like I remember I used to love to creatively write and be in front of people and like be very expressive and then I found myself writing like really bland business emails to 60 year old pharmacists (laughs) um and I was sitting in a desk like those two things are so unaligned and the like younger version of myself had all of the answers it's like Nikki literally get out of where you are and rediscover how you can like elevate the younger version of yourself into your adult version because that's that's where all of your real fulfilling purposeful talent is hiding you know I mean Mm. I guess how do you guys feel about that for yourselves do you feel like your most fulfilling activities or what you do with your jobs come from like desires you had as a kid as a kid um I I think the the freedom of it sure so we don't have to sit here and do this we don't have to sell coffee we don't have Mm -hmm. to we have to do something I guess but like (laughs) yeah you gotta do somewhere we gotta do something Um, or you could just move to Venice and pitch a tent on the beach. We could. We could <laughs> then now, you don't have to do anything. Right? That's true. I mean, we've both, in the last year and a half, we've both been offered jobs by people. Mm-hmm. And probably like six-figure jobs. Mm-hmm. But we don't want to work for other people. We have the freedom to do what we want. That doesn't mean we sit on our ass and we just right. sit on this couch. Although if we want to, we surely can. Yeah. And sometimes we, we like Thursday, we're going to go do whatever we want to do. Mm-hmm. You know, like that, that can happen too. But I, I, I enjoy the freedom of it. I enjoy the fact that I can... Like now we do video and we just fell into this video thing. Like we weren't, this wasn't like, I want to go and create stuff film for school. people. Yeah. Sure. I'm going to go to USC or is that a good film school? It is right. New York. Yeah. NYU. <laughs> and I went to this shitty ass school to play football. Yeah. Like the worst school. It's gotta be a bottom five Bowling Green State University. Bowling Green? It's bottom gotta be five a bottom, what? F- bottom five school in Ohio. It's, 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 it's nothing school. It's a, you gotta have a pulse to get in. Oh, okay. I had a pulse. I, I got know, in. I didn't know where you're going with that one. <laughs> no, <laughs> you know, I didn't care about college. Yeah. I, even when I got there, I, the grades were fine. Cause I was in sports marketing. So I cared mm-hmm. about sports and, <clears throat> and marketing. And I probably use like three things from that whole mm-hmm. four years and 75 grand or whatever I paid mm-hmm. like now today. But I, I always enjoyed freedom I liked being creative mm-hmm. and I guess like sports and athletics were, were in, mm-hmm. but sure. that's not, we're not exclusively doing that. What, sure. do you, what do you think? No, I think that's Tim? pretty spot on. 
I think the freedom is the most important thing. I've only I had one job. I had one yeah. job that out of college for, I don't know, eight months or something. Mm-hmm. And that it? was more of like a means to an end. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, we were building an app or a website, I guess. This is before apps. Jesus. Uh, but you still need developers. Yeah, back in our day. yeah you still needed developers. <laughs> yeah. So I didn't, I didn't have money. It wasn't a developer. So I got a job at a development company doing sales. So I learned about the business, made mm-hmm. some money, hired a developer, and then peaced out. That yeah. was, I mean, but I, and ever since then, it's more like freedom. Like well, did whatever. you, did you peace out or did you get, uh, did you get fired. like Nikki got <laughs> yeah, severed, severed ties? Severed ties. We severed ties. You were probably a little. Probably wasn't as, as oh, nice. I was, as a I was on my way out. Yeah, I mean, it was clear, clear they didn't want me there, and I didn't want to be there. Yeah. So, but yeah, that was. I think that freedom is the most important thing. Yeah, and being did, able like, to be creative with, like, either it's a brands we work with mm-hmm. allows us to be creative, or us starting our own coffee, where a lot of the brands didn't like some of the creative that we offered, and sure. so we said, okay, we'll start our own and we'll do the creative, do and whatever the hell we want to yeah, do. Yeah. So that's that was a big reason why we started yeah. that too. Yeah, I love that. Well, and I think that what's so important, like you talk about this whole freedom thing is that, you know, I think when people start to recognize that they are on the wrong path, my watch for some reason started to hear you. And I was like, sorry, didn't understand. Oh, it's, did I say Siri? <laughs> yeah, I oh, s- sending it. I just turned yeah. on. Yeah, it was weird. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, but I think that life path and career path are very similar. They're very, they're like married because if you want a life of freedom, you literally can't have a job that is like structured nine to five. You know what I mean? And I think that for people that are in the nine to five jobs that are craving, you know, spontaneity or more travel or whatever, it's like, then you need to change your career path. Yeah. Like if the life path that you want to have is not being supported by your career, then it needs to change because they need to go with one another. Like if you want to live in a van and travel the world, you need either a remote corporate position or some creative position that you're creating on your own. But I think that that's a real, yeah, I know dream of mine, by the way, I'm like, before I have kids, I really, really do with a kid. That's a great point. I, you know, you know, we got the almost six week old baby now. Yeah. And I don't want to not do stuff because like there'll even be times where like the other day I was, you know, Liv was still asleep and I'm, mm-hmm. it was like 830. I'm having a cup of coffee. I've been trying to go up to our rooftop. It's mm-hmm. got like an ocean view. It's cool, cool little view. So I want to take my coffee up there and it's like, all right, well, how am I going to, I got, you know, he's down here. I can't, I'm not going to wake up, live and go do it selfishly for myself. Well, let's, let's take him. We'll mm-hmm. go have my coffee and go upstairs. Like yeah. even little things like that. I find myself being like, fuck it. We're doing it. Right. But we definitely don't want to not do stuff because of the baby. Yeah. Just like, I mean, no, that maybe a, becomes tougher, but yeah, but I think that's a really good point. And I have to constantly remind myself of that because we keep coming back to the Midwest, but all of my friends and family, like have the traditional, like buy the house and mm-hmm. do the raising kids thing. Yeah. And, um, that's how I was raised and it was really lovely. And I think it's great when people choose to do that. But I do think that especially living in LA, um, people make every situation work yeah you know what i mean uh-huh. um you don't have to have a house to have a kid you don't have to have um beautiful backyard a yard yeah. to have a dog yeah, yeah. yeah. like yeah. you you can make things work in any way shape or form you yeah. just have to do it yep. and be confident through it you know yeah we, we've taken kyler everywhere she's probably been on a plane 15 20 times that's awesome she was yeah. on a plane like what was it like eight times in the first like six months? Because no, one, we're not from here. So uh, my girls from Oakland. I'm from Cleveland. To just see family, we got to go back for right. yeah. You know what I mean? And, yeah. So yeah, I mean she all she knows is the airplanes. Wasn't, wasn't she like six months when we took her to Cleveland for a job? Mm, slightly she was more, like eight months. Eight months. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just yeah, Pat I mean, and I took it was her. April. Yeah. Yeah. We took I, her. I couldn't even throw her on the boob if she's crying or anything. Yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> we just took her. But we took her so like, and she could hang out with the fam. We were doing some filming for the calves, and uh, so we just took her. Yeah. yeah. And she was great. That's awesome. Yeah. You know, like it wasn't like, what are we going to do? Can we not do this? Does high yeah. have to yeah. highest girl? Does she have to take off work? Or like, do we have to find, they have to find a babysitter yeah. here. And I think she's like, all right, we're doing it. Either my mom or sister took off work like that day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just watched Kyler. Um, no, they didn't. They were Something. working all day. They weren't uh, sick yeah. that day. <clears throat> Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They were. <laughs> yeah. It's like four years ago. Three and a half years ago. Yeah. 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 Whatever. Nobody's listening. Well, nobody funny. hears it so how do you get back getting back to that shit how yeah. do you help people do that yeah of course because it's hard to go you know not for us and i mean mm-hmm. it was i guess at some point sure, for course. you is at some point hard now you're here to like be like fuck it i'm doing this thing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. how do you help people do that yeah so well first of all i i make them okay <laughs> sounds terrible well I'm, but i'm paying you to make me but right. I make them make a commitment to themselves okay. that they're going to show up because I think that a lot of people, again, going back to the symptomatic thing, um, I need help and you're going to fix it for me. Like people are think that therapists or coaches or whoever is going to solve it for them, like wave a magic wand and we are going to be the person that gives you that mm-hmm. clarity mm-hmm. and that path. But guess what? It's you. We are just the tool um, and the source of accountability and guidance and support that brings you through the process. Um, and I think that it really allows for me when I work with people, I understand how bad they want the clarity and the shift and the actual new direction by how they show up in the program. Hmm. If you don't show up, I feel like you don't really want it bad enough. Um, but so the way that I help them through is I have like this six, seven module program that dives into a bunch of different layers of self-discovery that worked for me. Um, We start with habits and dive into time management, kind of like we talked about. I mean, you could do an entire 12-week program on habits, Mm -hmm. but we track it like the entire time. Um, And then we dive into your value system and really define and make sure that you're following the right values. And if so, why aren't you using them in your days? Um, we are, they, are they putting together their value system? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Or do I mean, you I, have like a set of, uh, yeah, I have. So the program is like all like videos and worksheets and okay. interactive conversations. How do you, how do, you do it? What is do it mean? like through like we, we have a biz launch Academy. Yeah. Like, is it through Kajabi? That's how we do ours. Or do you have like YouTube private links or what do you do? Yeah. I'm doing it kind of all off different functionalities right now i'm doing a google share doc so i can Ah, see when they're inputting systems using youtube for the videos and then i've created like nicely designed pdfs for them so it's kind of all over right now um but i just wanted to get it started sure um and so so after values we dive into innate gifts and that's really the childhood stuff that we kind of already talked about um i have them do a little exercise where they reach out to some family members and find some really old memories and it's a really cool process for people Mm -hmm. to go through. Um, And then we dive into monitoring excitement and joy and understanding like what that actually feels like and how it ties into your relationship with your intuition. Um, And then I have them expand beyond themselves and really look into the community beyond them that they really admire. I think it's important, especially in the social media world that we live in. Everybody compares negatively, but there are people Mm -hmm. that you gravitate towards that really expand your horizons and you really want to know like how did you get to where you are we have so many similar qualities and instead of being like why can't i have that you try Mm. try to look at the person and say i can have that 
let's, I want to learn what your story was. How did you get to that? Yeah. Um, because I think it's really important for you to see other people succeed and be happy for them and allow for yourself to see that in you. And then we end the program with this whole like goal setting ritual situation um, where we go through everything we've learned and surfaced and create a really nice roadmap that takes you out of the program and into the world. Right. And what's lovely about the way that I've structured this is they're all really separate topics and they surface different really transformational moments at different times. Like, you know, I had a girl have so much uh, clarity during the innate section because she was really suppressing a lot of her gifts from childhood and then I had another girl have a lot of transformation happen in the excite module because she was like oh my god I like don't even pay attention to what actually makes me happy I just mm-hmm. operate on mm-hmm. autopilot so it's structured because it works differently for everybody and it always surfaces in one place and then from there everything you start to realize is intertwined and works together sure. um so yeah and so you, so you started in June, yeah, right? You officially launched on this. What problems have you seen? Because you, you, I'm mm-hmm. sure you've adjusted to mm-hmm. what you've done, mm-hmm. or like, are you? How hands on are you? Are you weekly? Like, are you bi weekly coaching bi-weekly calls? calls? Okay. But I allow myself to bi monthly or bi weekly? Bi weekly. Oh, so twice a week. Yeah. Wow. No, no, no. Twice a month. Every other week. What does yeah. bi weekly mean? It actually. Am I right? Are you no, right? are we you're both, both right. right. Oh, yeah, <laughs> it's weird. We've looked this up Fucking before. Fucking English language. I know. It's, they they literally are both correct. So. We're the bo- we're the worst. Our language is so fucking yeah. weird. So every anyway. other bi- week. So bi-weekly could literally mean both. Okay. So every other week. However, mm. I make myself available to them 24-7 if they want to send me a voice memo, a text, or an email to ask a simple question. Great. Yeah. Um, so how, how do you set those calls up? Do just, you do you give them? Do you have one of the calendar calendar or calendly whatever it is? We just coordinate schedules, coordinate. really. Yeah. Um, I found that that works best because honestly, I'm working with a lot of different time zones, and so yeah. I just have like little gaps that I can choose, and I'm like this one or this one. Yeah, yeah. Um, so what was your original question? I'm sorry about uh, any issues and adjustments. Like yeah. With, whether like you know you work with me or you work with Tim, it's going to be a little different on how for we, sure how we succeed. I'm actually like in the heart of kind of niching down right now. Mm. Um, because I think that when I launched, I want I mean, in general, I want to help everybody, but I can't. Right. And I initially launched with the idea that I wanted to help women in transitions. Um, so it could be like post breakup or, you know, in the middle of a job or just trying to self love practice. But I find that my program is really most beneficial for, purpose-driven success Mm -hmm. like professional like people who are seeking transformation not just like yeah I'll do this to level up like people who are actually seeking a pivot in their lives and a pivot in their life or career and career usually being the main point so how do you know how do you like personally assess whether or not I'm really doing that I'm just trying to level up or like yeah "Ah, I'm just not really feeling this job right now I have a series of questions that I ask and I can usually tell pretty quickly. Um, But what has me really, I don't want to say confused, but I did have a client that came to me with, she had no idea she didn't like her career. Mm -hmm. She came to me because she had just had a breakup and she was like, I just need to give back to myself and really discover what I love about myself and doing my program. She realized, Oh my God, I hate my job. I'm on the wrong path because I discovered that I am like literally meant to be an artist and a creative and this excites me. I have never been this happy or excited in my like adult years. 
And I said, if my program was geared toward shifting your career path, would you have come to me? And she said, no, but that's what I discovered in doing it. Mm. And so that's, what's challenging. I think in any business that you own, like niching down is obviously really important because you want to help a specific person, but then there's one-off circumstances like that where they find the transformation just through the work and they didn't even know it was there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm in the process of just figuring that out right now because I think that it's the women and honestly, men, I, I just signed my first male client and I'm super hey, excited hey, about that. Shout out to him. Yeah. I'm super excited. So that's why I'm trying to keep it with just like young professionals. Um, but I want to work with the people who are like, they've identified, I am not happy with, my life path and career and I want something else and they don't know what that is, you know? Yep. Yep. Um, so yeah, just not happy. Come, come help me. Yeah. But I think that it's hard for people to admit that because like, well, a, jo- a job thing's easier than like, sure. I'm not happy with mm-hmm. what I'm doing with my life or with this dude or this girl I'm dating or whatever yeah. it is. <clears throat> that stuff's a lot harder to come out and say. Yeah. Well, and I think that the sweet spot of the people that I kind of work with is usually like 26 to 32 because those are the time periods where, first of all, you've probably tried your first couple jobs mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and decide if you like it or not, but you're entering into this phase where you need to like step up. Kids are starting to be had. You're starting to get married, have homes. Like the, the next level of life is starting yeah. to approach and you have to make the decision, okay, is this how I want to move forward or not? And of course you can always change. It's not like, okay, you enter into that phase of life and you can't go back. But I think it's it's easier to make it as you enter into like those phases of life. Yeah. And then when you, when you talk about, again, where we're from, mm-hmm. if you're not entering that phase, everyone around you is entering that phase. Yes. And then if you're not there or if you get into that phase and then you're like, oh shit, how do I figure out the rest of my life here? Mm-hmm. Now you're worried because that there, this person is there and that person yep. is there. And then you look at yourself and yeah. I'm miserable and I'm 34. Right. What am I going to do? Right. And, and so I just think that, and my general message to everybody is just like, take more time to connect with yourself, to be able to understand like what makes you happy, what doesn't make you happy. Um, and I think that we spend a lot of time filling our ears or our minds with noise and like being in silence and like meditation is so hard, but like go on a walk Mm. without music and just like, see what comes up because yeah i i'm bad at that yeah do you have like a meditation thing that you have like a youtube no i don't meditation eh, yoga yoga maybe meditation is something that i still struggle with um i'll do it maybe once a week okay do you know our buddy t-mac i I know him like of him through lauren yeah yeah Yeah. he just has like a a five minute four-part meditation just Mm -hmm. like Oh, let's see if I can remember here. Be grateful. Mm-hmm. Um, he says like put put a light over someone throughout the day. Like think of someone in your oh, life, yeah. you know, like your family. Um, oh, oh, what does success look like for you today? Mm-hmm. And then um, just be in the moment. God, yeah, I remember that. Look at that. There you go. That's good pretty good. good. But also, it's five go. minutes, but he, he recorded it and it's he sends it and it's part of like um, it's on his YouTube, obviously, but it's got like eleven thousand views now at this point. Mm-hmm only has a small following but it's just like a nice thing to be like all right you have meditation issues here i'll send you this and it's not totally and he's really just like just talking like Mm -hmm. all right so think of be grateful what today are you grateful for what are you doing in your life that you're grateful you know the people is it this is it any just a quick guided thing Mm -hmm. i don't know if that fits you per se but yeah but it's simple as shit it's not like he's like 
you know, an hour long guided totally. meditation. It's yes. like, get your shit done. Yeah, his is good. I liked his a lot. Yeah, yeah. I, I have this whole like thought of, and I say this to everybody, have a power half hour, 30 minutes in the morning to do something like that. Like mm. I do gratitude journal. I have that five minute journal that has all those yeah. prompts. Yeah. You go through that. I like to read a book um, because it wakes up my mind while it's functioning. And I like to, to be inspired. start the day. Mm-hmm. I literally like wake up, I drink a glass of water, do my gratitude journal, and then I have my coffee and I read, I don't know, however many pages until I lose. Interesting. Until ADD. Yeah. 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 Until yeah. the uh, sun comes uh, up. And yeah. yeah. Um, but I think that, that that 30 minutes before you start your day doing something like, you know, the meditation or um, the gratitude journal or anything like that, I think is is really, really important to just spending time with yourself. Yeah. I think 30 minutes for me would be damn near impossible. Yeah. Well, you could, you would just have I to really, at the, you couldn't do it in the morning. No, no you'd have no, to, you, you actually, I'd have couldn't. to do like, no, no. Yeah. Cause I, I'm usually up with Kyler and we hang yeah. out in the mornings and, but like, even like if I dropped her off, then like by the time I drop her off at school and I get back, it's like eight 45 in the morning for me to devote a half hour right then is tough because it's already, I mean, you 11, could do it. it. Yeah. I mean, mentally I could get in for like five yeah. minutes, but there's no way I could, like, but, I would really, really have to work at it. Yeah. Yeah. But it's 11 45 on the East coast. People are already emailing. They're shutting mm-hmm. down for lunch. You know what I mean? Like, there would be so much shit going through my head. Yeah. If I'm not getting the day started till sure. 9.30. Yeah. Two thoughts on that. Oh, Tell she's me. coming at your heart. Tell Wake me. up earlier. Sorry. Uh, I woke up at four today. Oh. Yeah. Three. He's up <laughs> today. <laughs> he's, he's up early and I'm like, up. and it's, you know, you're yeah. engaged with Kai. Of course. Yeah. Of course. But I think that, you know, especially for parents who have kids and drop-offs and stuff, um, I always like to say the time that we spend in our car is wasted a lot. Like mm. let that yeah, be true. your, yeah, you drive from that. point A yeah. to point B, roll your windows down. Don't listen to music and literally just focus on your breath or yeah. like just focus on uh, grab parts that you normally wouldn't see. Um, because you know, I'm guilty of it too. Every time I'm in the car, I'm like, okay, I'm either on the phone or I'm listening to a podcast. Yeah. And then one day I literally was in traffic and I was like trying not to lose my mind. And I was like, you know what? I have nowhere to be why am I stressed? I'm going to roll my music down or roll my windows down. Mm-hmm. And I just like took in the space and I didn't like let my mind think. And that was my meditation mm-hmm. for the day because yeah. I think just being really present as many times as you can, even if it's in the car yeah, or just even if it's sitting and watching TV with your daughter. Yeah. No, I like, I, I could do on the way. It's 12 minutes, mm-hmm. not a full 30, That's but okay. I, I definitely could do that. 12, 12, there, 12 back. Right? Yeah. Well, 12 oh, there is, you know, there, we're yeah, usually yeah. singing together singing. in the car. Yeah, There's yeah, a yeah. performance. If I was meditating Frozen. or just listening, yeah. she's like, Dad, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I, sure. I was running or riding my bike. I don't remember which it was down this bike path. And mm-hmm. it's Marina Del Rey and it's gorgeous. And it's, you know, like right on the water. And it's like a 30 foot bike path and everything else on the right and left is water. Mm. And my headphones died. You know, I always have a podcast or music yeah. or whatever I'm feeling. You know, I'm always listening to something. And it was just silent for like five minutes. I'm not, so it must have been running. Now I think about it. And I was like, this is so great. Yep. Like just to hear it. I'm hearing myself breathe. I'm hearing myself the feet. I'm hearing the birds. Mm-hmm. I'm hearing the boats. I'm hearing uh, UCLA practices the rowing team mm-hmm. i'm hearing the coach left and, right i don't know what right. they're saying but i was like this is nice yeah. i need to yeah. do this more and i yeah. don't do it enough yeah because if you just think about it it's like 
there are moments of gratitude. There are moments of realization. There's moments of connection that we're all missing every day. And clarity. And clarity. Yeah. That's the Keyword. one I, I get fucked with. Yeah, yeah. Because we're always filling it or asking for somebody else's opinion when again, it's all here. Like your answers yeah. are inside and they're not anybody else's. They're not going to look like anybody else's. It's only your own. And yeah. so why not build a better relationship with yourself? Spend more time with yourself. Yeah. You know? I, I always think it's weird too. People are so... um like they're they, like you said, they're looking for, they want you to fix it. Well, yeah. They want answers from like, yeah, I was going to say Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart's not giving answers right now, but like <laughs> the rock or this guy yeah. or this girl. And like, Oh my God, this person's so amazing. Like, well, you're probably amazing. And they yeah. just happen to be like, Hey, I know this stuff. I'm going to tell you that stuff. Right. I like to, I like to say, um, consume less, create more. Mm-hmm. Love you that. know, so instead of like, I'm like, your shit's good. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there's people that I like that have good shit, mm-hmm. but there's a lot of just like the same stuff. Totally. And even people I'm friends with. And totally. it's like, you're saying the same thing that, yep. that she just said that he just yep. said. And like, I don't need to hear that. Right. Done. Instagram yep. off. Like, totally. Let me go um, figure something out for me. It's interesting that you say that when I was developing my program, and maybe some people think this is naive, but everybody's like, you need to really research and like look what other people are doing or like get your specific life coaching certification. And I was like, what? I actually don't want to do any of that. I want to actually turn off the noise and create everything from my own self. And that's what I did. Cool. Um, and that's how I've learned to be a coach is just by myself, like learning how to be around people and have conversations that bring them through breakthroughs and stuff. But I purposely turned off the noise and created my own thing because then I was a, a lot more proud of what I came up with and B it's all personal experience, which I think is your best, your best, uh, experience anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, are you a certified life, life coach no. now? Why would you need to be certified? Who, who certifies you to yeah. be a life coach? Yeah. Like how um, do you get, who do you, what, what the I'm hell does that mean? I'm not really Sure, because I've never looked into it. I've never had the desire to have the title of life coach. Who's qualified to say this is how you're supposed to do life? I don't. I honestly think it's just like a it's a certification that people want to have. Uh, I think like, yeah, y- but you can't be a yoga instructor without the certification. But okay. like, you can get hired as different. A, yeah, you can get hired as a coach if you're not a life coach because it's you call mm-hmm. your own shots but some people might seek out life coach certificate certi- certified sure. people yeah, sure. yeah. so that's just up to them um but i just feel like i've literally been coaching friends and peers and students my entire life yeah, doing it yeah um so i used to i we used to, we both used to be both used to be personal trainers i talk so fucking fast it's okay same especially when i got some coffee in me uh, some our city coffee. That is. I was going to say our yeah, city coffee. community yeah, coffee was, today. Yes, yeah. That was a great segue. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but we both, both used to be personal trainers and, mm-hmm. and I was never certified. He was never certified. Mm-hmm. But we play yeah. college football. Like we mm-hmm. know, how, we know, yeah, how we've, been ext- we've worked out our whole life. And I've worked in, I worked in two different college strength and conditioning programs. Like I've done a bunch of shit and rarely would I have anyone ask or question it. But I, if they ask me, I'm like, I'm certified by the streets. Like I'm in it. <laughs> I don't, you I know, I, yeah. And, and some people would just be like, haha, yeah, okay, I'll come in for the first. Like, I used to do a free session. And I just had one person one time not respond. But every, like, the yeah. handful of other people were just like, yeah, yeah, okay. Like, what I mean, does that mean, I think that it's a lot of it is just like natural gift, right? Yeah. Sure. You're good at the things that you're good at and over the experiences that you've had. Like, that's why you want to pursue them. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah. And I think people want that validation of like, 
okay, are they certified that, okay, I'm valid, I'm validating that they know sure. something yeah. or we play college There's, football is the same kind of, you're validating something that, okay, they know something sure. about how to work well, out. Yeah. The There's thing. also lots of dumbasses that play college football. that don't know shit about shit. Sure. 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 So I, I get like the idea of like a, a validation or validated yeah. something. 